In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today in our Gospel text, we find the passage of Scripture that is most often quoted by unbelievers. People who believe that the Bible is a book of fairy tales written by delusional prophets who were probably high on mushrooms are nevertheless happy to quote this passage authoritatively whenever it seems helpful to them. And by this passage, I actually mean two words. If you had a Sharpie, imagine that you took it out and began crossing out every word written in your bulletin until you were left only with two words, judge not. This, sadly, is how many people read their Bibles. And not just unbelievers, I'm talking about Christians. Hey, you know, you shouldn't be fudging the hours on your timesheet. That's stealing from your boss. Oh, judge not. God says that sex is to be reserved for the marriage bed. Judge not. Gossiping and tail-bearing destroys relationships and harms the church. Judge not. It's as though nothing else written in all of Scripture matters. Throw out the Ten Commandments. Throw out every admonition to live a chaste and holy life. Throw out the hundreds of warnings against sin. Why? Because these two words give me a blank check to live any way I please, and don't you dare try to say anything. But anyone who is willing to read the Bible beyond these two words will discover that far from forbidding every kind of judgment, God actually commands and requires judgment. Jesus says in John chapter 7, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. We are to judge preaching, 1 Corinthians 14. We are to judge doctrine, 1 Corinthians 11. We are to judge false teachers and false Christians, Matthew 7 and 1 John 2. We are to judge the deeds and workers of darkness, Ephesians 5. This week I read an article about a musician who claims to be a Christian, but is openly living a sinful life in defiance of God's word. She had a message for Christians, which I can't repeat. But paraphrasing her, she said, don't you dare judge me. And one of her fans tried to quote Jesus in support of her sinful life. Only the sinless may judge her or anyone else. Who amongst you is without sin may cast the first stone. The fan was referring to the story of when Jesus stopped a public execution of a woman caught in the act of adultery. But there's a big difference between telling people their behavior is sinful and killing them with rocks. Casting the first stone is not a metaphor for telling people that their behavior is against the word of God. Casting the first stone literally means throwing rocks at people's heads until they die. Jesus stopped that execution. But then he said to the woman, go and sin no more. Well, was Jesus casting the first stone himself? Was he judging? No. He was showing mercy. 
And mercy includes saying the words, sin no more. There are two kinds of judgment in the Bible. Hypocritical judgment, which Jesus forbids, and righteous judgment, which is commanded. Now, the world can't understand the difference. And so it uses Jesus's words, judge not, to avoid turning away from sin. But hypocritical judgment is not the same as calling someone to repentance. Hypocritical judgment is when we go beyond saying what you're doing is wrong and instead try to condemn a person to death or to hell. It is absolutely the business of the church to say God's word clearly says that your behavior is sinful. That is right judgment. But it is not our place to say, and because you are a sinner, you deserve to be punished for all eternity, and I'm going to make sure you get what you deserve. That is hypocritical judgment. Have you ever been so angry at someone that you said, I hope he burns in hell? That is the judging that Jesus forbids. He alone has the authority to make that decision. Our Lord Jesus will be the judge on the last day, not you or I. Or perhaps you've thought, for as long as I live, I will never forgive her for what she did to me. Unforgiven sin keeps people out of heaven. Do we have the authority to choose who gets forgiven and who doesn't? No. When I speak the words of absolution, do I forgive only the people that I like and get along with? Of course not. I speak as I am commanded. I am simply the steward entrusted with God's forgiveness, but it does not belong to me to do with as I see fit. A faithful pastor must forgive the sins of all repentant sinners, and the same is true for every Christian. Jesus says, condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Unforgiveness is not an option for a believer. Oh, but pastor, you don't know how much he hurt me. It doesn't matter. How much did you hurt Christ? Whose sins nailed him to the cross? Whose evil thoughts were the thorns in his head? Since we have all confessed that we are poor, miserable sinners who deserved temporal and eternal punishment, what business do we have trying to carry that sentence out upon others? Jesus says, be merciful. Why? Because God has been merciful to you. Because you would be condemning yourself. And because that judgment was already carried out upon Christ. The sentence we deserved was executed upon him. Jesus has paid the eternal price of our sins. So we have no business trying to collect on a debt that has already been paid. But let us not confuse hypocritical judgment with righteous judgment. 
Righteous judgment is speaking the truth about sin according to God's word. And you are commanded to do this. This is not just the pastor's job. It belongs to every Christian. When your relative asks, is it wrong that I'm living with my girlfriend? You must tell him that it is. Speak the truth in love. Why? Because you want to see him punished? No, because you want him to turn from his sin and be forgiven. Because you want him to experience the rich blessings of marriage according to God's institution. Because you love him. The world calls speaking the truth in love hatred. But the world has gone mad. Pay it no mind. Instead, speak the truth with gentleness Jesus died for us sinners, but not so we can hang on to our sins. Jesus died to take them away. The love of God doesn't give us permission to go on living in our sins. The love of God compels us to turn and be forgiven. And this is not hate. It is right judgment. It is mercy. It is love. The right judgment of God is this. Your sins are forgiven. Real sins, make no mistake, but even more real forgiveness. Your sins are forgiven because Jesus was condemned in your place. The eternal consequences that we justly deserved have been removed. And there is no reason for anyone to suffer the final judgment of God, because Jesus has already suffered the full penalty in our place. So because you have been forgiven much, you can love much. You can speak the truth in love to your fellow Christians, to your family members, to your neighbors, inviting everyone you encounter to turn from sin and live. This is not hypocritical judgment. It is righteous judgment. It is mercy and forgiveness and love. In the name of Jesus, amen.